Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! I love your glasses. I love the whole my like, UV, look. My blue light glasses. That's Here's my UV. Is. My blue light, not UV. They look great. We've, we seem very studious today. Yes. <laughs> all ready? I'm ready. You're listening to another episode of Royally Obsessed. We have a jam-packed episode today. There is a lot going on in the world right now, but we feel lucky to be kind of a place of respite and escape for people who love learning about the royals and what they've been up to. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And you can follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Also, we love, love, love hearing from our listeners. And the way to get our attention is to write us at info at gallerypodcasts.com. With an Podcasts S. with an S on the end. And Rachel, what do we have on tap today? Well, I feel like we both were in touch a lot over the weekend. It's wild to me to think about how we started last week. You know, that we record, obviously ahead of the news cycle slightly, and we started the week with severe worries about the Queen's health, and then just how the week snowballed, I felt like by the end of the week, I wasn't even thinking, I can't believe I'm saying this on Royally Obsessed, but I wasn't even thinking about the Queen because I was so fixated on the world news about Ukraine. Our thoughts are for yeah. sure with that situation. We're very overwhelmed and stressed by what the outcome might be, Roberta and I definitely talked a lot. And I think we, you know, we heard a lot from certain listeners of the podcast as well that reached out. We really appreciate those DMs. One of our listeners, Sonia, who's first generation, 100% Ukrainian, said, I have been listening to Royally Obsessed episodes all week as a lovely escape and can't watch any more news. And I think that really resonated for Roberta and I that we want, as Roberta said, we want this to be a respite from sort of that stress. And we recognize that that is also a privilege to have that. But yeah. You know, just giving you guys that place to escape, I guess, and and focus on the small joys, which are for sure the royals. So Yes, definitely. And I feel like Sonia was kind enough to even send some recommendations for donations. And, and some of the places we've seen pop up as good places to donate to kind of help that effort over there are actually, you know, inextricably tied with the royals so there's world central kitchen which is jose andres and that was something that the sussexes teamed up with um a while back and still are i believe they're still working with them uh there's a few other places i believe one is happy paws which happy paw sorry facebook.com slash happy paw fund that it helps the animals that have been displaced and need help i feel like you know sonia kept mentioning like what would i do with my cats my pets you know yeah, so that's something a lot that's of really, concern yeah yeah so we're thinking of everyone over there um but we are excited to talk more about the royals and all that they've been up to because it's been a lot a yes, lot yes so here's what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode first and foremost the royals response to ukraine which is unique to hear from them on this type of issue welcome to hear from them. The Queen's health. 
As I mentioned, that was how we started last week. And we have some good news there, Roberta. Yay. So happy. Because I felt like even yesterday morning, we didn't. So this is making... I've been on pins and needles for sure. We also have Harry and Megan at the NAACP Image Awards. What a thrill. Kate and William and George, poor little George, in the center of his parents <laughs> facing off on the rugby field. And Poor. I bet that was the best experience. I just loved his expressions. We're going to get into all that and so <laughs> much more, Roberta. But what are we sipping? And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. So we should definitely have a gin and tonic in honor of the Queen. Her Majesty. Welcome back. I'm so glad she's feeling better. Yeah. So cheers. I have to say, I actually busted into my supply, which I feel like is early pandemic, of the Arting Stalls. London Gin, remember by Paul Feig, the director? Oh yeah, I still oh have God, just a tiny amount of that, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is the good nice. stuff. Nice. I so it's Ash Wednesday today, and I um, for Lent am giving up trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to, <laughs> among other things, give up alcohol during the week, like mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Monday Whoa, through Thursday. This is bold. <laughs> what are you going to do for the royal refreshment? So <laughs> that's the one exception. This is the exception. This Few. is the exception. So Few. Friday and Saturday and royal refreshment. I feel like there's too many asterisks on that. <laughs> You're like, that and this, and promise. that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, while we're sipping, we want to read a lovely email from Megan. She said that she and her mom went to the Diana photo exhibition in Chicago, and she said that it was amazing. The audio clips that went along with the photos made the photos come alive. One note that we, Rachel and I loved reading was that it was included in the exhibition that Diana would wear large hats on engagements because that way children weren't able to cuddle with her and it got in the way. So that's why she didn't wear big hats on engagements with children. She said she highly, highly recommends it. Another Listener actually wrote in to me as well, DM'd me about the exhibition. She said she's also, Erin is from the Chicago area and went to the Diana exhibit. And to my great disappointment, she writes, the woman in the gift shop told me I had just missed Samir Hussein being there. What? Yes. Or, or maybe it was Zach Hussein. So I'm not sure whether she said the photographer. And obviously this is all three Husseins, the father yes. and the two sons. So I just love that. I thought that was such a oh my fun gosh, pivot. Star studded sighting. That's I know, amazing. I know. I know. I feel like it's just, yeah, it's a really fun detail. And also I'm really following. I just got an alert this morning. I don't know if you saw this about the new exhibit that's opening in honor of the Jubilee. What's it called? It's um, Life Through a Royal Lens, which opens at Kensington Palace on March 4th. And did you see this, Roberta? There's a, a new never-before-seen photo of Diana. This literally, I just got this. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think I just saw this too. Is it black and white? Yeah, I just I just see? chatted it to you, okay, and it is so striking. Yes. It's by David Bailey, this photographer, wow. and I guess he kept it for his personal archive when he took it, and Diana commissioned it. And Lord Snowden also worked with this photographer. I just was like, Doesn't it give you Kate Middleton 40th portrait vibes? It does. And she's staring to the side. So everyone Google that picture and gosh, book our tickets. I mean, (laughs) we got to get over there. The listener who DM'd me, Aaron, was like, I really hope that this exhibit comes to New York, the Samir yes. Hussein one. And it's like Rachel and I have been praying for that. So. Do you hear us? The we hope, Hussein we hope family one Please. day. But that would be awesome. We need to go to Kensington Palace. Yes. Quite a response about this exhibit, too, which is cool. So anyways, history. Let's get into it. And now, this week in royal history. For anyone that remembers this, it is a delight of a story and very silly. But Charles, Prince Charles, apparently had a beef with McDonald's back on February 28th, 2007. Yeah, I mean, the puns. Like, (laughs) Charles' Big Mac attack was another headline. 
Um, oh no. <laughs> I would immediately click though. I would, I love a Big Mac. I love a good Big Mac. You're also like a pun machine. Like I would just put you in charge of writing copy for this moment back in 2007. <laughs> My time to shine. Yeah. Like I feel like you would just have like 20 options in a minute. But anyway, so Charles was on a trip to the United Arab Emirates and he was touring a diabetes center with a nutritionist and off the cuff kind of said, are you, you know, talking about the obesity problem that they were countering, encountering, are you getting anywhere with McDonald's? Have you tried getting it banned? That's the key. And a palace spokesperson backtracked on his behalf saying he was simply promoting healthier eating, especially for kids. But McDonald's was not happy, Roberta. Oh, sure they were, they were disappointed, a spokesperson said, and show, and felt that Charles was quite out of touch. He, They also, Mike Drop said, other younger royals have visited McDonald's and had a more up-to-date picture of what the company stood for. And I think this also coincided with a picture, I don't think it was an actual McDonald's hamburger, but Harry was spotted just chowing down on a big burger. So it was like the <laughs> juxtaposition of those yeah. moments. But we do know, of course, Diana... That's what I was going to say. That's the big ju- juxtaposition that comes immediately to my mind. Also, William, in the beginning of the pandemic, was like t- outside of the KFC. Oh, I, yes. forget. Like, I don't know. I don't really remember the context. Wasn't that there, but- on? They were on a hold still walk and there was just a, a, ca- a, you know, a candid photo that was snapped of him peering into the KFC. Oh, this is what it was. The, the, yes. And the headline was his royal thighness. Yeah. The memes for that were just <laughs> priceless. It was so good. But I did find this really cool story about, so di- from Paul Burel, which I know there's a lot of controversy over his, him as a source, but, but he was basically, you know, he was, worked so closely with Diana and he talked about how much Diana would do these burger runs to McDonald's with the boys. And then he said, the details I read in this article were that he they would then come home, spread out on the floor and watch Blind Date, which was a UK dating show. And then oh they gosh. apparently had this massive stuffed hippo in their living room and they would climb atop that and just kind of like be super relaxed while eating the fast food. And I, I kind of loved that. So I love that. Okay, yeah. the other pun I have to mention. <laughs> yes, please. I know that your, your mind is fitting. Oh, I just can't wait to be wing. That's what the other one was. There was so (laughs) many memes. I just, that was, that was like kind of the fun time of the, I mean, if there was a fun time, air quotes of the pandemic, but like when we were all doing sourdough bread and like, you know, so. No, any sort of like, like moment like that was such a lift for all of us. Yeah. But of course, you know, I do want to say like Charles was super pro on sustainability and organic cuisine and McDonald's, I think was just frustrated that he didn't give attention to the fact that they had introduced things like carrot sticks and fruit and salads and organic milk and were giving those healthier options. So they felt like it was just a total diss. Yeah. I mean, it kind of was, but I feel like, (laughs) you know, the Royals don't often speak about specific companies and that's why, because it's just very um, treacherous ground. But I did want to mention honorable mention because you know, he's my low key favorite Royal is Timothy Lawrence. Love Timothy Lawrence. Turned 67 on March 1st. We have to give a shout out for this week in history that he is, his birthday is this week, and there were pictures online about him and Kate getting along really well, and that she kind of sees him as like you know that father figure a little bit. Um, similar, he seems like a similar personality to Michael Middleton. So I love your love for Timothy Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, days. he's just like, no. He seems like a really great counterpart to, to Anne as well. Guy, yeah. yeah. going to quickly run through some of the headlines and then get into our two big stories of the week. 
our two big stories are the, I mean, we have to talk about the NAACP Image Awards, but then also the Cambridges. So we will get to that in just a second. But first, the Royals tweeting about Ukraine. So Harry and Meghan went first with their actual update, then the Cambridges. It just sucks that the Sussexes always get roasted by the UK media when they, I mean, they were basically paving the, I feel like they, they set an example and it was a good example. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's just, it's being construed and misconstrued and there's such double standards. So a male source actually told the Daily Beast earlier this week, the male is on a crusade against Harry and Meghan, and Harry and Meghan are the couple that readers love to hate, which just makes you feel so sick. I feel yeah, like it really stomach. does, actually. Yeah, because I just, again, like, it's not even about that. Like, them yeah. releasing that statement and stuff. I, I did feel super relieved to see the Cambridges post something and have the, you know, sign the WNC so we know mm-hmm. that it's not run, you know, it's a very personal tweet when they add their initials. Yeah. I think just knowing how often the royal family stays silent on things, and this is such a massive humanitarian issue right now. And, yeah. And, you know, I just, I was so relieved to see them post and then we and saw to see that um president Zelensky mm-hmm. is re- replied back and he said elena and i are grateful to the duke and duchess of cambridge at this crucial time and then charles who came out right out the gate with some harsh words at the latest event him and camilla attended which was um to go to south end marking that that town is now being named a city, which is what Sir David Amos, an MP that was stabbed and killed last year Mm -hmm. during this town hall, that's what he had campaigned for his whole life. So he, Charles, used harsh words against Putin and Russia. And I think, like, exactly what you said, it's good to see that. It's good to see. And there is, you know, there was a lot of uproar about the royal speaking out about political things. And uh, ITV's Chris Ship tweeted, the royal family is duty-bound to be impartial and rarely criticizes individual leaders. So this is quite something. They can tell the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, it's not political. It feels like this is humanitarian. Yeah, exactly. And I also, I totally forgot that Kate and William had met with Zelensky their first post-pandemic engagement in October right. 2020. I don't even remember them having like an in-person meeting. But then when I looked back at the pictures, I was like, oh, right. And that was with Zelensky and his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's like more, you know, a deeper connection there. So yeah, nice to hear from them on that. Hate the backlash to the Sussexes forever. I just, it's so disturbing. I know. Okay. What's up next? The Queen's Health. I, what a roller coaster this has been. You know, we kept seeing virtual engagements that were canceled. But we officially heard yesterday that she and saw that she is back to work. She not only had virtual engagements, we got the report that she saw her grandkids, her great grandkids, the Cambridges, Charlotte, Louis, George, and Princess Beatrice and Sienna. They ran around outside at Frogmore House. So just that story was a relief, right, Roberta? Yeah, she sounds like she's on the mend and it really it's like it's such yeah, such a relief. And also that she was able to see family and you know, we got that report that her voice was croaky, but then at that event that I just mentioned about Charles and Camilla attending uh, in uh, Southend, he said, you know, she is she is feeling better. So that's... Yeah, he said that whew, she had very slight COVID, the sweat so she's off okay. Yeah. I know, I know. I just, I really felt stressed about it. And she canceled that big virtual, or not virtual, she canceled the diplomatic reception she was supposed to have 
And that, but that was not, they're saying that that wasn't actually connected to COVID. That was more in light of everything going on in Ukraine. So, I mean, of course, like if you just had COVID and you're expected to shake hands yeah, with 400 no. people, like that doesn't yeah, make any sense. Like, why was that ever, like, kept why were they the ever trying so to long? make that happen? Yeah. Give her yeah. time to recover. Exactly. Right. But what a relief. Happy yes. to see it. Next up, we had a surprise quote in Anita Hill's op-ed for URL Media. Meghan Markle did gave a quote to Anita Hill. She supports Biden's pick, Kintaji Jackson. The quote is incredible. Anita wrote, I was recently able to connect with one of these women, Megan the Duchess of Sussex, and while her role over the past few years hasn't been that of a federal judge or elected official, I couldn't help but see a measure of parallelism given her experience navigating uncharted territory as a black woman. And then Megan's quote is just incredible. She just says, the civil rights history of tomorrow is being written today. Judge Jackson's nomination has opened new ground for women's representation at the highest level. She goes on and on, and she says... For the millions of young women who will rightfully find inspiration for this movement, let's remind ourselves that Black achievement is something that exists not just today or yesterday and not just in moments of celebration, but as a fabric woven into the entire chronicle of the American story. I love to see her pop up in these places we don't expect. I'm like, who found this article? You know, it's kind of like a, I guess if you have RSS feeds that are like, you know, monitoring Meghan Markle mentions, but I'm just like, wow, that's great. But it also shows her credibility. And we think back to when she's chatted with Gloria Steinem as well. Like Anita Hill is this icon of a law professor, feminist. And I think Meghan's commitment and Harry's commitment to gender and racism issues and things like that. It's just Mm -hmm. the political activism that they're showing us is just, just the impact of it is. I know. And when they want to pair pair up with someone, it's like they handpick certain people, Mm -hmm. which I really kind of like because like even not political, but um, just, you know, handpicking Melissa McCarthy for her 40th birthday, yes, 40 for 40. Like it's just those things where it's like when you get a call from Megan, like you pick up and you like (laughs) and just just like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's it's really amazing. It's cool. It's very cool to see. I love their strategy. Okay. Moving on, Prince Harry versus Associated Newspapers. Again, he is apparently suing over the February story that the Mail on Sunday posted, published, about his battle to get police protection for return visits to the UK. This was the headline. I just wanted to go back and see it, not to give the Mail on Sunday any more clicks, but I found it on Twitter, so I didn't actually click. But it said, how Prince Harry tried to keep his fight with the government over police bodyguards a secret. Then, just minutes after the story broke, his PR machine tried to put a positive spin on the dispute. Yes, that is one headline. How much would we get dinged if we did a headline that lengthy at our jobs? (laughs) wild. It's the story in a headline. I know that's their style, but anyways, yeah. that is their style. The Sussexes have won more than once against the Associated Newspapers, so I feel like it shows their ability. I mean, they have to have evidence that they can disprove this, but they have this objective to fight misinformation and specifically against these four tablets they said they would never work with again. So, yeah. And it, I also think anything dealing with security, he's just super, you know, um, aggressive about and protecting his family. So that yeah, makes sense. It makes to sense. Me. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, we'll see how that plays out. Okay, the big story of the day. What a wonderful surprise to see Harry and Meghan at the NAACP Image Awards on Saturday. Rachel, 
initial thoughts. I mean, the images were open. I was just jaw on the floor. Yes. I mean, I was just blown away. I feel like we just haven't seen Megan in so long. And it really is. I I genuinely, with all the royals, I just always love the fashion. I know that that's the superficial aspect of all of this and what the the appearance also represented for them. But that dress (laughs) was gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. It took my breath away. I was in shock. So, yeah, we haven't seen her in so long. So the last red carpet appearance was in November at the Intrepid Awards. And then those paparazzi photos were kind of more recent, which was her and Harry and Eugenie and Jack out for dinner. But for four months, we hadn't seen Megan in public at an official event. And so it felt so, so good. So they were there to accept the highest honor of the NAACP Image Awards, which is the President's Award. Past recipients include Rihanna, Jay-Z, Muhammad Ali, LeBron James, you know, just... Some small names Casual there. company for them yeah, to keep. What an amazing, I mean, history of the award. Supri- they were surprise stars of the night, although there was, you know, there was reporting that they would be there. But I don't think anyone realized that they would be on stage. I think a lot of people reported they'd be sitting in the... in the, Oh, yeah. There uh, were a lot of comments that they were like, they can't wait for, to see them walk the red carpet or just yes. have the, the cameras pan to them in the crowd yeah. and stuff. And I was I wish, eager for that, but that did not that. happen. But they also brought Doria, which was really a, Doria. a lovely gesture to Let's bring. Just Megan have a moment mom. for Doria. She also was a vision. Yeah, she was. She was wearing Burberry, a black Burberry dress, and I mean, she is just stunning. Like absolutely ageless. All the tweets are about how she is aging backwards. She is Benjamin Button at the end of the day. So <laughs> I love that movie, Benjamin Button. I, <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Brad Pitt. Um, Megan was wearing a Christopher John Rogers dress. Harry was in Oswald Boateng tux. It seemed like the timing of this that it was Ukrainian blue. What did you oh, think yeah. that when you first saw it? I I was like, oh my gosh, that blue is stunning. But I do feel like it was also they called it Cunningham blue, which was a really fun detail for Bill Cunningham. For Bill yeah. Cunningham, who I love from the New York Times. But I did also feel was it for me what jumped out was the electric blue part of it. You know, which mm-hmm. felt like you know March 2020, two years ago was when they were beginning their exit, and we saw that wonderful Samir Hussein photo too. So I was thinking about that connection. I know that's a huge stretch, but I love the electric blue. It makes me want it in my own wardrobe. Oh, it was so, so beautiful. And I love this call out in a comment by at Duchess MM Grace, who's joined us on the pod before. She said, I love that Harry also wore a black designer, not just putting it on his wife, a woman of color, but he as a white man to always promote black luxury brands. Harry's opener said, before I begin, we would like to acknowledge the people of Ukraine who urgently need our continued support as a global community. So not only their statement on Archwell, but also that he, you know, on stage called out the situation in the Ukraine. They also mentioned voting rights and the fight, the continued fight for voting rights, uh, how Harry has been embraced by the black community. But this was the big moment. And we'll play that clip. I think it's safe to say that I come from a very different background than my incredible wife. Yet our lives were brought together for a reason. We share a commitment to a life of service, a responsibility to confront injustice, and a belief that the most often overlooked are the most important to listen to. And I couldn't be prouder that we're doing this work together. We moved to California, my home state, shortly before the murder of George Floyd. And for black America, those nine minutes and 29 seconds transcended time, invoking centuries of our unhealed wounds. 
In the months that followed, as my husband and I spoke with the civil rights community, we committed ourselves and our organization Archwell to illuminating those who are advancing racial justice and progress. The Our lives are brought together for a reason. I had chills when I heard that. Well, I feel like it reminds me of their last appearance when they were in New York City together. I think that when they're on stage together, I or in these moments, you just see the power of their union. Like they mm-hmm. really radiate this love and affection for each other. And I think that it's hard to not, it's like they're poster children for putting mental health first, you know, because I think that just the, the obviously the, the evolution of the last two years from them, they just seem so happy from within. And it almost like, this is so corny, Rachel, like do not judge me or any of our listeners. I would like, never, Roberta. I feel like it is destiny. And like Diana is <laughs> yes. like living through them and her legacy of like helping the, you know, underserved communities and just continuing all that she stood for I was like, this was meant to be. Yeah. Like everything that has happened thus far was meant to be for these people. It just feels so- good to see just genuine happiness. And it's not exclusive to them within the royal family. I feel it from William and Kate as well. It's just, it's a very nice, it looks good on everyone. It does. And I feel like we. this is just the beginning. Like this was their almost like we're back party. And now yes. we are just going to keep seeing them because there's been so much. I feel like Megan just made a bunch of donations or Archwell, sorry, made a bunch of donations on behalf of Women's History Month. And I also, I, I don't know. I just like love thinking that they'll be walking the red carpets all year. That just is yes. going to be incredible. The fashion is going to be amazing. So I'm bring it on. I know. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Kate and William in Wales. So many appearances packed in. I just love all the, they somehow switch the outfits just so casually, but it works out. But um, it's cool because they lived in Angsley as newlyweds. Remember, William was in the Royal Air Force. He was a search and rescue pilot. They moved on in 2013. So the focus of this visit is agriculture for them, which is why they visited a goat farm. They went to a youth center. They planted a tree in honor of the Queen's Jubilee. But I do want to talk about the fashion because I feel like Kate just had, I'm going to send you a couple of links, actually, because I, I want to demonstrate my point, Roberta, if you bear with me here. Oh, please. So click the first link and then click the second. And so I feel like it's like, Kate, coat, then casual coat than casual. I just feel like these appearances repeatedly with all the royals demonstrate the need for power coats in our wardrobe. It's just, (laughs) right? That's the thesis? That's my thesis. That is my thesis here because she's wearing a Sportmax green. It's just stunning. But then you check the next one and it's like, this is mom and dad. They're just chilling, right? Like glam. I like that belt a lot. That belt got a lot of action when the coat came off. Also, like the picture of Kate and William side by side in the kitchen. This is when they were making the pancakes and kind of, uh, you know, yeah, they were basically teasing each other in the kitchen over these pancakes. And I just feel like these photos, they are just matchy matchy. It's almost like a Mr. Rogers vibe for me with William and like the green sweater. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I will say the one thing I didn't like going back to like the leather gloves and black boots mm-hmm. was that felt a little matrixy for me. Like oh. I was like, uh, I don't know about that because I don't know why the leather gloves. She doesn't felt usually really wear harsh. gloves like that, right? 
Right. I kind of liked then, the gloves, though. That's you so did. funny. So the, and also, like, skinny, skinny, skinny jeans are, like, not in right now. I don't know. I was like, I wish she had worn, like, See, a straight I'm the leg. one that's still wearing skinny <laughs> jeans and has a black pair of leather gloves like that. And so I was just like, it's I liked fine. it. But that's all right. That's all right. We can. That's okay. I, I do love that William's expression in this second photo where they're in the kitchen and also how bad those Welsh cakes look because he admitted yes. that they were way too skinny He and needed horrible. Mary Berry is what he said. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, there. I love Kate's, like, efforts at sustainability. She had the red scarf that she wore 10 years ago. She had the repeat boots that apparently Aquatalia Rouge boots that she wore for her very first engagement. So wow. it, it just gets me thinking constantly like about the items in my own closet that I can mm-hmm. repurpose for spring. Um, last, I just feel like Kate's hair, you know, she really like we had this conversation at the end of Oh my gosh, I was going to say 2020, but at the end of 2021 with Lainey about, you know, feeling disappointed. I remember that was Lainey's perspective on Kate's kind of doing the same thing. But look at that photo. She's really kind of doing different things with just a wave at the bottom. What did you think? I need to know her shampoo brand. That's what I think. It looks so, so good and so long and so shiny. And I'm just like blown away by it. And it's a little like reddish too. I just, I really, these photos are quite, quite striking. So anyways, I feel like they played the hits. Kate was the animal whisperer at the goat farm. She just, they do those things. So it was a great, it was a great visit. What did you think it was. overall? I, I liked hearing the tidbits about the kids too. Like the fact that they've been working with farm animals in their half-term break, which I feel like for kids, that's actually, that that sounds like for adults, like not the way you'd want to spend your vacation, but for kids, that's like the best Sounds like a dream for them. Ever. And this is also like a a great preview of what's to come. We'll get into this in a minute, but the Caribbean tour is coming up this month too, which means we're going to have, I think, seven days of multiple outfit changes. Not to say that that's all that this is about, but it is really exciting as a viewer. My gosh. What if the kids came to the Caribbean tour? Oh my gosh. Do you think that would happen? I don't know. It's such like an ideal family vacation. Yeah. like tour too, just because of the sun and sand and sea. So yeah, bring I don't them know. along, guys. Rugby. Let's talk about rugby briefly. Kate versus William. I wanted to do this with like a sports announcer voice. Of course, I'm getting over a cold if you guys can't hear this a little, so it doesn't (laughs) sound as good as I would love it to do. But Kate versus William, Six Nations rugby match at Twickenham Stadium, England versus Wales. William is patron of the Welsh Rugby Union and Kate patron of the England Rugby Football Union. And then you have Prince George, George right in the in middle. The middle. I yep. mean, all the photos are amazing, Roberta. Incredible. I feel like we got a glimpse of his diplomacy because yes. he was very much like this is setting him up for success as a working royal as he is very much not on team mom or team dad. Although I think he said he was really excited for England. So yes, yes. that might be Kate's win right there, the big win. Well, and I just also loved the fashion, right? Because Kate had that, the merch, right? She had the yeah. English scarf. And I feel like just attending games over in England when I went, like I went all in on the merch because you have oh, to. Yeah. It's, but I just love that she elevated it to that. And she had her jacket that was a exact replica of what Diana wore to the same yes. teams facing off. I was just going to say that. In 93, yeah. which was cool to see. I feel a relief too that George's fashion was a little more toned down this time because I think I know you we were thinking him. about that too. Yeah, and like worried about like, you know, a little kid trying to watch a game in a stiff suit and a like he he looked he still looked very formal. He looked like his dad. It was basically mini me, but he had the puffy jacket with the red on and it just 
it felt a little more toned down, which is very kid appropriate. Very for kid appropriate. Watching. Which we felt stressed about when we saw him at the the game that England lost, where you know he was in that form- formal jacket yes. and stuff. Yeah, but that exactly. was also a different circumstance. I am sending you one link because there is a lot of conversation. I'm just hitting you with the links this episode. I love it. About I love it. George I wish having I had a some links. uncanny resemblance to Diana, <gasps> and yeah. I wanted to get your take on this. Do you see it? Do you not? Because we're always talking about Charlotte's. I definitely see it in the eyes. I see it in the eyes, too. I agree. The eyes, yeah. The eyes have it. (laughs) Right. Not so much the, like, chin job line, but definitely in the hair. I mean, the hair. Yes. Diana has, like, a swooped blonde bang situation, and so does George. So it's, yeah, I could see that for sure. Anyways, a really fun family moment. Love to see it. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Highs and lows. Hit hit me with them. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low is just, I mean, we mentioned this last week, but just the weirdness of that death hoax from Hollywood Mm. Unlocked, uh, reporting that they were sure Queen Elizabeth had passed away. Mm -hmm. And the details around it we had mentioned last time were also so weird that she was supposedly going to go to Edward Enninful's wedding and didn't show up. And that's how they knew and all this stuff. So I guess the weirdness that's being reported is that they accidentally might have mistaken the death of Queens of the Stone Age, the rock band. The lead singer Mark Lanigan passed away suddenly and surprisingly last week. And (laughs) I I don't want to laugh because it is so sad that he passed away and that but Queens of the Stone Age versus the Queen. Like, that's just yeah. such a massive mistake to me. I just truly don't think there's ever been a weirder There were a lot of headlines calling identity. it super, super weird, which I agree with. All right, your turn. Milo was just in the midst of everything going on in the world. The timing of the, of the Cambridge's Caribbean tour announcement. I felt like it was very jarring because it was the day that we knew that the invasion had happened in Ukraine and we wake up and we see, you know, my social media field was dominated with images of that. And then you see this press release announcement about their tour. I think it just was a low, I get that the world goes on and a lot of that stuff is just scheduled and planned and you have to pivot. I think it just was illuminating to see a lot of the stuff we've talked about with like, how nimble is the Royal social team? You know, what is the rigidity of their calendar? Who's running that? It just felt really off. Yeah, I was scratching my head about this too. Like, what is their comms team thinking right now? It's just very... And I think to have them follow it up with that post with their initials was really great because then you're seeing that they they made that pivot. But I think that it just was weird to see it in the midst of all that. My high is that George Ezra, not Ezra Klein, which is what I put originally. Yeah, I was Googling that, Roberta, when I saw it originally. You're like, the New York Times columnist is going to be at the Platinum Party. I was very excited about that, too. I was confused. No, it's George Ezra, who I love the song Shotgun. Might be the only song I know right now, but I do really like him, and I'm excited that he's going to be performing at the Platinum Party at the Palace, and he's the first artist to be announced. It's that one. Do you know that song, Rachel? No, it's sing like, it for me. Home down alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road. I don't want George road. Ezra's version. I want Roberta's version. Just, <laughs> I, think I, I, I actually just made up all those words. I don't think that's exactly the words. But anyways, um, there is the the um, the tickets are being released right now. So there's a ballot situation. It's actually really cool how they're doing it. So you can apply for a ticket if you live in the UK. Womp womp. But anyone who's listening who lives in the UK, you can apply for a ticket between now and March 23rd. And 5,000 people and a their guest will be selected. 
So wow. it doesn't matter when you apply. So every person like, gets a plus one? Every person gets a plus one. And you don't get priority for applying right now. You could apply on March 23rd and still get oh, the same. Oh, cool. That's great. So it I like is that. really cool. Yeah. That's um, amazing. But I have – Rachel, I'm sorry. I have a second high really quick. Oh, my God. Do it. The Earl of Wessex and the Duke of Hastings – hung out last night at an event. The Duke of, Duke Hastings, of Hastings being Roger Jean Page. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Did we just kind of switch to Bridgerton for a moment? Duke of Hastings, tell they me. They were at the same event for the National Youth Theater Association. Um, I just love that. I feel like that's so fun. Bridgerton that is Prince how Edward many weeks is, away? Just a couple weeks? I think it's March 13th. March 25th. I can't wait. Can't wait. What I a love great... this royal crossover. I just want... <laughs> I want other royals to meet the cast of Richard. Yes, and please, Phoebe, all of them. All right, my high was just this news, this tiny, tiny news item that pre-Denmark, Kate met for beers and drinks at the pub with the Thomas's Battersea moms. It was an, in Chelsea at the Hollywood Arms pub, and I just felt like, that's so fun. Like, I think were she's done pictures? it before. No, there were no pictures. It was more just like scuttlebutt, which is one of my favorite words to say, but... I just think that that's just so amazing. And I would definitely go on the record to say I would have no chill if I was a mom and Kate was part of the crew, like just a parent hangout, you know, but it was fun to think about her showing up in that context. Mom school group lunch. That's so cute. I would definitely have to have a pint of beer before she got there. Yes. So that I would be like a little more relaxed. Yes. (laughs) All right. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. Here is a five-star review that says, dork of yuck, perfection. I mean, Thank this is what I'm so talking about much. with your puns, Thank Roberta. You, you wrote so that much. one. They took Well, actually, that one was taken from a joke from someone else. So I can't take credit for that. Oh. But, Rachel, you are too kind. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram, at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Send us an email, info at gallerypodcast.com. Until next week, God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.